0: (laughs) All right, I thought you were going to do it. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome back (laughs) to Brothers Radio. (laughs) What, you thought I was going to do the open? (laughs) No, I was just going to see what would happen. Oh. Anyway, Dylan. Hey, brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Good to see you, bud.
1: happy to be here.
0: It's Friday. It's time to drink a little wine. Today, I picked up something new. Went with a little... It's called Carnivore 2016 Cabernet. Cabernet Sauvignon. Yes. (laughs) Delightful, 2016. Ooh, this bitch aged like six years. Well, maybe five for sure. Five for for sure. For sure, five. Five and change. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so, well, shit. Pour it up, foo. I mean, this is like the fourth bottle of wine I've ever drank in my life, but I'm getting pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I, it, I would say the more so. you do something, the better you get at it. You know, it's like fucking a bike or however that phrase goes. <laughs> and. <laughs> and we're, we even have wine glasses this time. They're gumps, nonetheless, but... oh, well, that's why you bought them for me for my birthday, no, no, so no, that no, you could use no, them. No, 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 my girlfriend did. I didn't buy them. Oh.
1: I wouldn't buy you wine glasses.
0: <laughs> why not? Why, you don't love me? What? <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you mean? You're a dink. Would you care for some wine gump? Yes, please. Pouring up. Pour up, fool. Ugh. <sighs> Like all right, go, punk I'll ass. I'll have a little stuff. more wine. One glass a day keeps the doctor away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also keeps away all the suicidal thoughts, eh, Karen? <laughs> I don't think so.
1: It was <laughs> <is> good wine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it? Is it good enough to keep away the suicidal thoughts, Dylan?
1: Uh, we'll see after this glass. <laughs>
0: All right. That is a tasty little glass. It's very sweet. It has hints of strawberry. It has hints of wine flavors.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Blackberry. You're getting hints of rich blackberry. Oh. Uh, I'm just... It tastes like wine to me. Of course. Luscious caramel and smooth toasted oak. Indulge your primal side with carnivore. Wow. You guys ever heard of Two-Turn Tony? No. Yes, I have. I have no idea who go, that is. For okay. the love of God, search up Two Turn Tony. Okay. This kid's wild. I don't know I've where s- he lives.
1: I've, I don't know. I've seen him on TikTok forever.
0: I th- yeah, I think he lives in California now. I, I don't know about before. Okay. But now he's just, uh, I don't know, just go images or videos. Doesn't I matter. Can go to his Instagram. Yeah, right? sure. Retired TikToker? Retired? He's currently like one of the biggest it TikTokers. It says there, retired TikToker, 14 million plus. Oh, what? Well, he ain't retired. He's still making shit. Okay, this I'm not looking at this fucking shit, man. Uh, no, well, <laughs> that's because you clicked on his Instagram, Gump. Don't click on his Instagram. It's just him being a model. But he it's has a man posting feed pics. This is fucked. No, I thought that would be your shit. I hate you. <laughs> Why am I looking at this? All I'm saying is he literally just posts videos on TikTok, gets drunk as fuck with his grandma, gives cigars to his grandpa, hmm <laughs> And just parties And he's made millions That's not all he does You know In order to Be oh, that big What else does he do uh, He's Figured out how to market That That's the part That's made of millions Figuring out how to market That shit No I think TikTok marketed No no You, you it, it takes a lot it takes a lot more Than just putting shit out Into the internet To actually make it work I mean look at this show We've been doing this for a while And it's We're not uh, I mean it's, it's going It's going pretty good But like, you got to, well, to be that big, he you ha- can't just be any fucking retard. Like, you actually have to understand video production to a T. You have to understand, um, uh, what do they call that, search engine optimization. You have to understand a lot of stuff. Well, and he has his whole family involved. Well, so, it's, like it's not a even just, a, it's not even an individual enterprise. No, it's, 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 his it's his whole family. It's his whole family. So, th- th- there Mom you go. dad, more, brother, sister. So, it's, yeah. Both his grandparents. M- more brain power. Right. You know, marketing it's the marketing that's how he's made his millions it's not the fact that he's a drunk idiot On yeah but that makes up for at least half of it that's just the content it's the marketing of the content that's the part that makes money yeah but without the content you can but you can have any sort of content it's how you market it that makes you your money yeah I agree with you yeah but it, that's half of it marketing's half content's the other half if it's like you said it's not good content it's just a guy getting drunk, giving cigars to his grandpa. Pretty much, yeah. Like that's not that exciting. And and uh, spitting corona into a girl that never takes off a ski mask, spits corona into her mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well, that changes everything. That's I didn't know about
1: that. There's a lot going on.
0: Yeah, like there's a lot going on. <laughs> Boys, I'm sorry. I didn't and he's realize. Addicted to boner pills. I'm pretty sure. Are we all? <laughs> it's not an addiction. It's a. It's a necessary. Uh, it's necessary for <laughs> like, survival. Like I'm not. A, I'm not addicted to them in, like, the literal sense, but I believe I would die without them.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's necessary for survival. <sighs> yeah. I'm just saying. Party's hard. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> I'm not looking at this guy anymore. This is fucked. <laughs> it's disgusting. All right, can you please search up uh, who the who the lingerie clerk was in... Uh, Christmas Vacation. Did you ever watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Dylan?
1: I uh, have seen it.
0: All right, so there was, I think that movie came out in, like, 87 or something.
2: Yeah. Uh, Nicolette Scorsese.
0: Yes. Please, okay. for the love of God,
2: images. Is she
0: somehow related to Martin? Please, God. Please, God, tell me she's, like, a cousin of Martin Scorsese. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Is
1: she a rocket or what? Oh, yeah. Dude,
0: dude. Bruh. Bruh that one that's that's from the movie where she's clark is sitting in the living room staring out the window and he imagines a, the pool that he's going to build there in the summertime and then this hot lady which he has been fantasizing about i guess mm-hmm. just appears in his vision he's like oh <coughs> and all she was like oh yeah in the in the movie she was just a clerk at a or a, a teller or whatever at a little lingerie um it wasn't even a store it was just like like a kiosk in a mall You know, and she was just, like, wearing this real short skirt and then talking about the different lines of panties and all this. It was great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It formed me as a young man. Hot as hell. She was a uh, busty barmaid number two in NYPD Blue, apparently. (laughs) Uh, It's
1: good work if you can get it.
0: (laughs) 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 But, boy, do you got to be busty. Uh, hostess number one, fantasy lover slash nurse. Uh, Mary, Mary from Christmas Vacation. Yep. 89. Mm. Okay. Interesting. So that's all she's done, basically. Yeah, but she was gorgeous. She, she must have been a model, like a Budweiser girl or something. I don't know. It doesn't show anything about, uh... Yeah, here, there's the top question. Are Nicolette and Martin Scorsese related... Truth is, they do not share any kind of relationship, although sharing a surname and working together. They've actually worked together? We oh, guess so. Uh, Interesting. She is a former girlfriend of Sean Penn. Nice. Classic. Sh- Sean Penn fucked back in the day. Which is funny. Have you ever watched that movie, I Am Sam, where he plays a retard? Let's no, roll the clip. You're so. not missing out. It was a terrible Let's movie. Let's listen to the trailer. <laughs> It's great.
1: I know exactly what you're talking about, but no, I haven't seen it.
0: You got it. OK, folks, we're going to listen to this. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, fuck.
0: How can we be so
2: different? Your teacher gave you a, a really hard book this time. What's wrong with your Why is he <laughs> he Yes. You're not like other daddies. I'm sorry. <laughs> daddy, I'm lucky. Nobody else's daddy ever comes to the park. No one doubts that you love your daughter. These shoes light up. But your intellectual capacity. You know, the, oh, is whoa, around hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Pa-
0: pause. They have an actual retard starring in this movie. Like a guy with easy Down syndrome. Easy, go easy. All right. Okay. No, no, think about that. <laughs> so they have an a-, a guy with an actual condition. An actual full-blown retard, who's an actor, who's doing Mm -hmm. really well for himself, and then there's Sean Penn pretending to be a retard right next to him. Like that's gotta be the most offensive shit to that guy. Oh yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. Seven-year-old.
1: Do we get a balloon with these? All of us, Mm -hmm. or
2: just her? (laughs) Our concern is what happens when Lucy turns eight. I find it is not in the best interest of the child to remain in the home. And I order her detained.
1: Why is Lucy going home with me?
2: <laughs> it's time that you get your own lawyer. This is one of the best ads I've seen in the other <laughs> world, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: They actually made this movie. He's I killing it.
1: right, I'm your Okay. Lawyer. We have a lot to go over, and I have five minutes. Dream means go. You're going much faster than everybody else. Is she going to help us?
0: It's always set your dreams high, Lucy.
1: I don't think you realize what you're up against. you got to be firm on this. You have to fight for her. You don't know what it's like when you try it, you try and you try and you don't ever get there. I can go at least another nine rounds. But you got to let me. You think what they think. Sam can't take care of Lucy. Uh, it you gotta watch. Watch what, I think. It matters watch that what we comes it it matters up here. I remember watching
0: to this. To me, isn't it true that you know you need much more than your daddy can give you? I you
1: need his love.
2: What makes you think you can raise a seven year old?
1: Every parent has those moments.
2: A ten year old.
1: Moments where the task is so unbelievably challenging. A thirteen year old. That you feel retarded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all have those moments where you, <laughs> where you feel retarded six years it happens to you watch this you. did you hear that why don't you write that down there's a part coming up where he just fucking he just what runs down a
2: and falls patience? down a staircase it's so about about fucking funny
1: and it's about listening daddy <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Got a birthday cake He goes oh, i And he falls down A fucking uh, flight of stairs I've uh, been there oh, i got to watch that again <laughs> <laughs> now, Pause for a second go. Daddy I'm
2: here. About <laughs> That's
0: great um, well, do, Dylan do you remember that One time you came here For a pod And I came out of my house And there was a bit Of a snowdrift And I missed the step Yeah And I just ate just shit ate. Out into the middle of the yard That's Absolutely how, biffed it yeah, It was kind of like that It was exactly like that Oh man
2: I am Sam. <laughs> you recording? Hi, this is Sam. It's, it's an outgoing message, <laughs> so I think I need to sound a little more outgoing.
0: Oh, they've actually made that movie, eh? Oh fuck, I forgot about it's a, that. It's oh. a bit problematic. <laughs> it's a it's a bit of a problematic film. But I, I don't I don't think they could remake that movie. What year did this come out? Two thousand one. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. I. They definitely couldn't remake this movie. Unless Uh, it was Sean Penn. (laughs) Unless he, it'd be called, it'd be called, I still am Sam. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be the sequel. And now he's, now he's old and like completely unfunctioning and just shitting himself, wearing adult diapers and his daughter has to take care of him. But her, but his daughter's like cracked out on heroin, on all kinds of shit and has to fight for his custody. Like fight for the right to take care of uh, her aging, retarded father.
1: That that'd be a good film.
0: What a twist. What a what a twist of events, eh? Yeah. You had me a
1: crack. Yeah. That movie's <laughs> the second worst thing to happen in two thousand one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was debate? the first time? <laughs> what was the first one, man?
1: Nine eleven. <laughs> I, I was hoping you
0: you'd say something about like Limp Biscuit breaking up or something <laughs> like that.
1: Nah, I don't follow <laughs> Limp Biscuit.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if Limp Biscuit broke up at all, uh, or in that time. Yeah, or no I'm one. not sure. Anyway. Yeah, I am Sam. Look it up, folks. Good show. Uh, it's very much... Uh, I think we have it on DVD, Gump. Oh, yeah, we got it in, like, the mail or something like that. Oh, no, we bought it in, like, the $5 DVD bin at Walmart. I don't know why we bought that. Yeah. it was. It's pretty bad. No, yeah, we do have it on DVD, Yeah. I should give it a watch. Maybe I'm not giving it as much credit as, no, credit I, I as it bet deserves. It's, it's supposed to be like a drama. A Sean Penn, Michael... M- Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer drama. I think it's actually a Sean Penn comedy. <laughs> it should be reclassified as a comedy. You think
1: anybody owns this movie on Blu-ray?
0: <laughs> if you own this movie on Blu- Blu-ray, hit up Brothers Radio. We'd love to get in contact with you. <laughs> Bitch, I bought the thing on PlayStation Plus. <laughs>
1: I just want to look at it. <laughs> it a Blu-ray copy, of I am Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Set it on the mantle. Yeah, exactly.
0: I want that thing on my shelf so I can just stare at it. Frame it. Put it on the wall. Oh fuck. Oh. Uh. So, do you guys? You ever like? Here's something I was thinking about the other day. Like, do you ever just joke about like just really retarded shit with your boss? Oh yeah, all the time. Like what, for example? Oh, I, I honestly can't say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you and you and Dale, you know, the bullshit runs pretty deep. So. Yeah, I don't remember any of it, because <laughs> it's just like, it's just, we're just bullshit. Right? Yeah. I don't know, I'd have to say we, you know, try to sift our way through, you know, current political problems yeah. and stuff like that, but, you know, just talking shit. Yeah. You know, nothing, nothing so serious that I would have to remember it. Yeah. No, like just like funny.
1: Just banter. Just
0: you know? banter, going back and forth. What about you, Dylan? You ever like just banter with the boss? Eh, here and there. Banter with the other guys?
1: Yeah, sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, that's uh, the most important part of any blue collar work. Yeah. Any working relationship is just being able to banter back and forth. Exactly. <laughs> so me and my boss, we, uh, we constantly, we've been lately inventing like the most retarded conspiracy theories of all time. Okay. And, uh, so <laughs> we got this big, we got a big bolt, like a, you know, it was like an inch thick bolt that was completely mangled. Yeah. Like it it had been bent. It, it, the machine that made it like mangled the thing. It even threaded like the top of the bolt, like the blunt end of it was threaded somehow. Like the head of the bolt. The he- um, or well, the, the other end, like you're not the head of the bolt, but the, I guess the bottom of the bolt. Yeah. Where the threads end. Yeah. Well, that that surface on the very bottom was threaded too. And then the whole thing was bent. Like it just got fucking mangled, but it went through the factory, got plated with the nickel plating and then was shipped to us. And <laughs> so what I'm like looking at this thing, like it's completely useless. You can't, it's fucked. And uh, so then we started talking about how, uh, um, you, know, you know, there's a, the greatest conspiracy is a uh, big bolt. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, you know, <laughs> but then Jesus. we're talking about, we could sell mangled bolts as like NFTs. Because each one's different, right? The the mangled bo- bolt to NFT. Yeah. yeah I you like, get behind that. Because basically, I mean, the idea behind NFTs is that like basically anything could be a currency. If you get enough retards to buy stuff, anything could be a currency. Yeah. So we just go with mangled bolts and sell them to like... What did, what did he say? Sell them to Paris Hilton for $25,000. <laughs> you know what bugs me about NFT? Is it's the same premise as the pet rock. Yeah she (laughs) a pet
1: yeah am i wrong no
0: it's good it's kind of the same fucking idea yeah except way bigger money and it's on the fucking internet yeah but other than that the idea of an nft reminds me of the pet fucking rock yeah it's absolutely It's you're buying a rock for 25 bucks exactly but the only thing that's has any worth you know, in society is the fact that you own it. Yeah. that's a pet rock. Well, the only reason people believe that it has value is because they think they can sucker some other schmuck to to buy it from them for a 15, 20%, you know, markup. Yeah. They can make 20% on it or maybe more. Maybe they're hoping they can double, triple, quadruple their money on that shit. Yeah. But that's predicated on the idea that you can convince some other schmuck to buy it. Eventually, all the schmucks who are interested in NFTs are going to own them. No one else is going to want to buy them for the exorbitant prices. And, uh, and so then they'll just lose all value completely. It'll be like the, the great tulip crash, <coughs> the, the great uh, Dutch tulip crisis where they were selling tulip bulbs uh, for like massive amounts of land. Like they would trade land titles for like a couple tulip bulbs. <laughs> Needless to say, the Dutch economy uh, was not doing so good after so they it crashed. So, w- was were the Dutch... Res- were they selling the land? Were the no, Dutch no, no. selling the land okay, or, or the tulip go, bulbs? No, no, no i it. The du- Dutch people right. were, there was a, a craze over tulip bulbs. Okay. And so some people would actually trade their land titles for tulip bulbs. Oh, Jesus. Because they perceived that they could make more money that way. So, yeah, the, the Dutch tulip bubble, they call it, or tulip mania, okay, otherwise known yeah, yeah, yeah. as Tulip mania. Starting in 1634 and ending in 1637. Yeah. So, obviously, the, in the early days, if you... Let's say I, I gave up my property for a few um, tulip bulbs and sold them, obviously... Then you, could, f- then you could buy three properties. Yeah, yeah. But that it's like... But like that's such an insane gamble. Yeah. And maybe in the early days, you knew there was enough people... It's the same with these NFTs, really. Hmm. Like... Where in the early days of it, there's people making exorbitant amounts of money off them, and it, you know, in the back of people's minds, it's like, oh, I want a piece of that. Yeah, but it's going to crash, it has to. Oh, absolutely, because it doesn't have any physical. No, it's merit not something. To the world. It's no, it. You can't. You can't do anything with a tulip bulb really, other than grow it and grow tulips, which are great. But are they worth? Are they worth you know, fifteen hectares of land or whatever? No, <laughs> they ain't poppies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, fifteen hectares of poppies. <laughs> That's a whole different game, dude. That's that's going to be a rough time <coughs> for some Chinese city. I'll tell you what. <laughs> We've seen <laughs> that before. Well, I haven't yeah, seen it, but heard about, about it. it once. <laughs> yeah. So the Dutch, uh, the Dutch economy, essentially, the, the people who traded in futures markets, the early futures markets in the 17th century, um, thought, oh yeah, this is great because to get these tulips, you had to get them from fucking India or something like that, and. And then uh, people just speculated on it, and it just exploded. So here's a graph of it. <laughs> so the standard price index. So this is just. Ooh. So this is percentage, I believe. So between November twelfth, nineteen thirty six, and November twelfth, sixteen thirty six, and November twenty fifth, sixteen thirty six, the price for one tulip bulb doubled. Oh. And, and then. Yeah. It. Uh, By December 1st, it plateaued a bit. And then it essentially um, gained another like 60% by December 12th. Gained another looks like 40 to 50%. And then crashed super hard back to essentially a baseline level in May 1st of 1637. Interesting. So people were just speculating on it because it was like a make, you know, a get rich quick scheme. Yeah, yeah. People thought, oh yeah, I'll just speculate on this, and some schmuck will hold oh. the bag, you know. Well, someone held the bag, and there was the, the Dutch economy was so not so good. Who, after was that. In, who was in control of the um, of these tulips off the bat? Like just uh, like people or government? The, the, no, 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 it was like companies. Oh, okay. Interesting. So there big was tulip. Um, big tulip. It was big tulip. There was uh, <laughs> so the Dutch West India Company, the Dutch East India Company. Well, of course, Dutch, the Dutch East India Company was one of the first formally listed public companies. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> companies that's like Amazon. this... N- no. <laughs> well, of the time. Uh, oh, <laughs> at the Amazon of its time, yes. Um. So these companies, essentially, that's where people were <coughs> uh, buying them from. And then there was markets. There's markets that you could buy these on and sell them on and stuff like that. It's just insane. So... <laughs> yeah, here, uh, baskets of goods, these are uh, sort of alleged, but baskets of goods allegedly exchanged for a single bulb of the Viceroy tulip. Two lasts of wheat, and the last is uh, uh, it's a it, Dutch unit of mass. It could be equivalent to a bushel. It says a standard <coughs> amount of ships ladding and varied by commodity over time. Okay, but it's probably about a bushel or something like that. So two bushels of wheat for that, I think, Four. or is it one... Let's see what the last actually is. Um, oh, okay. So, uh, merchant pounds. So a hundred. So it'd be about eighteen hundred kilograms is one last. Okay, so we're twenty six hundred. No, not 26, 3,600 kg for one tulip bulb. Yeah, of uh, of looks like wool. That's for wool, for instance. That's how much a last was for wool. It doesn't say what it is for wheat or anything. So I have guess it, it clearly <coughs> is, uh, it can also be used for volume. But anyway, we're talking about like, we're talking about like truckloads of like stuff. Like a ridiculous amount of wheat. Yeah. Like, a, so well, two lasts of wheat. Did you see down this, uh, a thousand pounds of cheese. Yeah, a thousand for pounds. For a single ball. Two of tons of butter, four tons of beer, a suit of clothes, like an entire suit. Uh, oh, and then here, here's its equivalent, um, dollar value in, uh, what is this? Gilder. Oh yeah. Or, f- uh, the Florin, I believe. FL. Uh, w- so the Gilder was the official currency. So that's 448, f- uh, Gilders. Um, a silver drinking cup would have been 60, f- uh, Gilders. A complete bed apparently was traded for one tulip bulb. But a, th- a, hun- a thousand pounds of
1: cheese for one tulip bulb?
0: Yeah, I like that. That's funny. <laughs> That's the most Dutch thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Where
1: are You gonna put a thousand pounds of cheese in my belly? In what
0: <laughs> fucking? I guess what country? I guess Deutschland there, not Deutschland, but the Netherlands. Apparently, a thousand pounds of cheese is worth one tulip bulb. That seems ridiculous. Well, when I, was, I anyway. if I was to see a thousand pounds of cheese, I'd be like, why the fuck would I trade this for a tulip bulb? that's ridiculous yeah because i love cheese and it's obvious when you see a thousand pounds of cheese that's obviously a hefty amount of cheese yeah entirely too much cheese. it's a ridiculous amount of cheese and i'm just by sheer size i wouldn't trade a thousand pounds of cheese for a tulip bulb i mean in my mind that just seems ridiculous but what if you could trade that tulip bulb for two thousand pounds of cheese See now, now See, this is now we're getting into why people started doing yeah, this. Yeah, I understand, I I get it, but in my mind, you know, I mean, I know all this information now. Like I've seen the rise and falls of these goofy little trends, and like, oh, I'm not, I'm not trading material goods like a thousand pounds of cheese for a fucking idea. Yeah, I'm not doing that. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah, like, what, what's one NFT people? We'll buy them for five hundred bucks in the hopes that they can sell them for a thousand. I've seen, but some, some people go buy for them for twenty thousand US. I've seen them go for like four hundred seventy thousand. Oh, yeah. Fucking retarded, That's stupid. Yeah. Search
1: I mean, Sur- search up the most expensive NFT right now. I screenshot every NFT I see.
0: <laughs>
1: Dylan, you are a
0: saint. <laughs> God bless you. That's great. What's the most expensive NFT? The Merge, created by the renowned artist who goes by the pseudonym PAC. The merge was sold on the NFT marketplace, Nifty Gateway, between the 2nd and 4th of December 2021, a record sum of $91.8 million US dollars. The most expensive NFT ever sold that is an in artwork. Instead of a single owner, the merge is held by 28... Oh, okay. So this thing is... It's actually... A, it's an, one image that has like a million little portraits in it. Well, and I think it has... Twenty-eight thousand nine hundred eighty-three collectors. Yeah, so, so that, that many people own a share of this NFT. Essentially, they own uh, one piece of it. So collectively, this NFT is worth ninety-one point eight million. Keep those numbers up there for a second, Joe. Okay. Go up? Oh no, stay where you at. Ninety-one point eight. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it really. To own something that isn't even material, something that I can then I can just. I could download that whole thing and then just start putting them all over town. I'm like, what are they going to do? Yeah, well, so you don't own the original. there is no original it's a fucking it's a digital artwork. no one owns that it's digital
1: <coughs> well it's uh it's right here on Google
0: yeah, it's right here. We're looking at it right now, and we didn't have to pay no fucking ninety one million dollars for it yeah but it's uh it's like everything though it's it's the cloud like to say you own an nFT. Yeah, it gives yeah, you. It gives are, you a social status. That's because
1: people are dumb. We don't technically own it. Yeah. Until you screenshot it. <laughs> and screenshot. How do I do that on Windows?
0: <laughs> Function. No. Uh, better not. Like, accidentally brick my computer here. For a second. <laughs> I am bricked up. How to screenshot? I, you, you go, it's not. It's not that important, go. <laughs> but I, it's, I'm doing it to make a point. I could. I could take a picture of it with my phone if that makes you feel better.
1: He's doing it for the meme. Print
0: screen. Control print screen. Beeple. <laughs> oh, I know that. I've heard of that Beeple guy. That's because the Beeple guy was on Joe Rogan, I think. Oh, okay. Control print screen. Did I do it? jump don't, don't go into photos for the love of God. <laughs> if I see your foot collection, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I don't have a foot collection. <laughs> it's a gallery. <laughs> it's not a collection it is an art gallery for all of you go <laughs> graham Esau becomes the first foot nft owner <laughs> dude i'm gonna you're laughing now but when i'm worth 100 million dollars it's over for you bitches <laughs> it's over for you motherfuckers just curating and selling feet pics
2: uh, that's there be- probably is some actually, return we
0: fucked it do we just actually come across a fantastic business idea dude someone in, in new york thought of that five years ago, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude in New York literally duct taped a banana to the wall, and someone bought it for like a couple million bucks. Remember hearing yeah, that story? I've, yeah, but I've seen it. But the guy who bought it for two million dollars can confidently say he's the monkey in control of the bananas, and I understand it. That's true. <laughs> that makes sense.
2: If if I well, spent,
0: no, but that's like I I spent two million dollars to buy this banana on the wall, and if I if I were to see that guy, I'd be like. You're the monkey, man. You're the monkey in control of the b- of the bananas. Yeah. That's the guy. Yeah. No, I mean I think he got a bargain at 2 million. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he is the monkey in control of the bananas. He just owns that banana which went bad probably a week afterwards. Perhaps. But that's not what the Eat art He the banana. He d- <laughs>
1: <laughs> he paid for it. He can do whatever he wants. He can <laughs> fuck
0: the banana for all I care. <laughs> Slip it up his ass if he wants. <laughs> Probably did. No, but that's not... The fact that the banana was duct taped to the wall, that's not the piece of art. The, the art is the fact that it's sold for that much. Yeah. That's, the guy who bought it participated in the art of that. Uh, like, and the, the art of that is they're making fun of art itself. That someone would actually attribute $2 million to a goddamn banana. You know? That's yep. the joke. It's a, it's a big joke. That's the art. It's Connard. <laughs> exactly.
1: It's cover, Conard. Cover it in resin. and It'll last forever.
0: <laughs> exactly. Seal that bitch in. Yeah. Done. The art in that situation is actually just an abstract idea. It's not the physical thing itself. That's what makes it interesting. I do actually like the I do like the banana duct taped to the wall thing. I know I've seen a lot of people who are like, "That's fucking stupid." Modern art's so dumb. It's like, are you kidding? That's hilarious. It's genius because it's making fun of so many things. It is making fun of materialism. Mm-hmm. It's making fun of the art in- industry. It's Making fun of the art industry entirely. Yeah. It's making fun of art museums because the guy literally just walked in, duct taped it to the wall, and left. <laughs> that was his art. That was his art uh, process. <laughs> it's making fun of the process. It's making fun of everything. It's a great big fun poking thing. Do I think he, do I think that guy deserves $2 million US for doing that? That's eh, a little high in my opinion, but hey, that's a free market, baby. But hey, that's, yep. <laughs> but then again, if it sold for anything less, it wouldn't be nearly as funny. Yep. And wouldn't it have nearly the same impact. Yep. No, that, that $2 million, $2 million, really makes it like have some weight. Or I think it was that much. Oh, well, maybe, I don't know. I might be putting that number high, but let's, let's Google that. Still, for it to be a relatively common thing to know. There's millions or... Yeah, here. This banana, Italian artist, duct-taped a banana to the gallery wall in Miami as part of the Art Basel Festival, and it's $120,000. Okay. Which is still a, a, a crazy, but... And this guy did something similar and got $120,000. And it, it, uh, he called it the unicorn of the art world, comparing it to Andy Warhol's soup cans. But it was just so abstract and diff- different. I do understand. <sighs> well, I don't want to understand it, but I do understand it. Yeah, like it's 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 a uh, like n- at up until that point, nobody has ever gone into an art gallery and duct taped a fucking banana to the wall. Well, and then proceeded and to eat it afterwards. Too. It's genius. Apparently, here it says. Uh, uh, yeah. Here. Performance artist eats the banana duct taped to the wall that sold for $120,000. Beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful.
1: Oh, fuck. That guy's top monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the
0: top monkey, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, see, the bada- this guy says, so this uh, the gallery spokesman told the Herald that uh, this guy did not destroy the artwork because the banana is the idea. And the controversial, the controversial piece was called The Comedian. So this, this is the second, like the Italian one sold for more money, but this one also got $120,000 U.S., um, I think. Oh, no, this is the right, yeah, this is the one. No, it's this guy, Italian artist who did it in Miami. Um, he also made an 18-karat gold toilet that sold for $6 million. Oh, I remember seeing that in like, uh, not Ripley's, but Guinness World Records maybe. Yeah. One of them had like a a little, like a, whatever, an article in one of their books Mm. about the the gold-plated toilet. I thought that was funny. Yeah. And so this guy says that, okay, so the artist's name is uh, Maurizio Catalan. And he says that his work is not just about objects, but how objects move through the world. So the fact that he ate the banana, it's moving. (laughs) It's moving into a $6 million toilet. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) So whether affixed to the wall of an art fair booth or displayed on the cover of the New York Post, his work f- forces us to question how value is placed on material goods. Um, the spectacle is as much part of the work as the banana itself. And uh, and so, that, so he, the the curator was about to head to the airport when he heard about the banana being eaten and rushed back. The attendee tried to cheer him up by handing him a banana. A borrowed replacement banana was eventually re-adhered to the wall. <laughs> It's not about the banana, it's about the message. It's about it's not about the banana. It's about the message.
1: (laughs) It's just like a weekly bit they could do. Every week they put a banana up and then Here's a wild idea. You
0: can make a religion out of this. (laughs) (laughs) What if you were to put two bananas up there? Well, that'd be gay, wouldn't it? You call it? Yeah, put two bananas up. Instead of calling it the comedian, call it two gay men having sex. <laughs> it's just two bananas duct taped to a wall. Two dudes fucking. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow this is really thought-provoking. I mean, a Bunch of, like, white-haired, you know, old Jewish ladies are looking at it like, wow, this is really interesting. You know, A bunch of old art artist-curator-type people, you know? You know how they look? Like Edna Mose from Incredibles? You know, like that kind of looking person? <laughs> yeah. Standing there like, oh, yeah. What if you had four bananas equally spaced with the tips touching, each, you know, almost in the shape, like a softer swastika?
2: Now oh, that's thought-provoking.
0: Banana swastika. Yeah, that's a Colombian swastika. Swastika. Where are bananas from? All over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Nazis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but Nazis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh fuck. That's funny. I can't believe I said touching tips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not accountable for
1: that one. <laughs> Little monkey in the museum yeah. to find the banana.
0: <laughs> the ba- the Banazis. <laughs> Their leader Adolf Peeler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that's beautiful.
0: But um, yeah. Yeah, fuck NFTs. That's stupid. But hey, if you made money on it, hey, good for you. You mm. you managed to make money on yeah, it. Yeah, if you're on the on the but you're basically just leading front of it. Absolutely. Oh yeah, if you're on the leading it. edge. Oh. But by the time people hear about it, it's already too late. Like you're already gonna you're just gonna lose money. Yeah. So oh well. well anyway, that's welcome. Do you think it's time to get Dylan to read this? Uh oh
2: fuck. Oh yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> Dylan, pull up to that microphone there. Bye. <laughs> we got a little thing for you to read. Yeah. So this is called the top ten reasons you should become a welder. So Dylan, if you don't mind reading this, I think it'll be quite funny.
1: Are you just doing a Letterman bit?
0: Shut up. No, this is <laughs> no, no. If no. we were doing a Letterman <laughs> bit, it would be it would be uh, the Gumperson top ten or something. You'd yeah, have to name it. This just this is just a top right. ten reasons. It's not any. It's not at all uh, associated with or inspired by David Letterman's top tens. <laughs> Although, great bit. (laughs) I I lied. It's 100%. It's exactly David Letterman. (laughs)
1: Anyway, go ahead, Dylan. (laughs) All right. Uh, Okay. Top 10 reasons you should become a welder. Number one, your IQ and bank account are the same number, less than 100. (laughs) 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 Number two, you love nose beers, just... Just as much as regular beers, if not more. (laughs) Yeah. Number three, you may be questioning your sexuality. (laughs) That is a good reason to become a welder. Number four, she took the fucking kids. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, tired of small dick comments. So you financed an $80,000 pickup that you can't afford. (laughs) Gotta pay it off somehow. (laughs) You got a cousin in Fox Creek, so shit, may as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Much love to the Fox Creek crowd.
1: Number seven, you are firmly convinced you can make a housewife out of Candy Lynn. The stripper you met in Grand Prairie at the Diamonds Gentleman Club. (laughs) (laughs) Quite proud of that one. Number eight. You have to justify all of your Carhartt by doing Carhartt shit. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the one that made you crack up. (laughs) Number nine. Vaccines are for fags. (laughs) And number 10, God has abandoned you. You are alone on this barren earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really uh, well quite done. a fan of <laughs> you got a cousin in Fox Creek, so shit may as well. <laughs> that was a good list. <laughs> <laughs> kind uh, of, We
0: thought about that over supper and we're quite proud of it actually. And there you go. It?
1: That is top 10 reasons you should become a, a welder. welder. Yes. yes. I got a, a welder joke too.
0: I don't know if I've told this one. I've, you've heard this one before, but I don't think I've told it on the podcast mm-hmm. before. So uh, this little kid, is, uh, he's hanging out. He's playing in the street. And he goes into an alley and uh, finds a welding mask on, on, the, on top of the dumpster. He's like, oh, hell yeah. As he puts that shit on, he's like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm like Darth Vader, you know. He starts playing around with it, right? <laughs> Luke, I am your father. All that shit. Anyway, this van pulls up and says, hey, kid, hop in. I got some candy for you. Kids like, oh hell yeah! Fucking welding mask and free candy. Shit, this day is going better than I thought. Hops in the van, right? Boy, was he surprised. Uh, quick pause, Gump. Um, this is actually how Kelly Bellivo became a welder. <laughs> <laughs> this is how all welders become welders. <laughs> so the kid's in the van. The old man, the old creepy old guy driving it, goes, "Hey, kid, uh, I, I got a great, I got a proposition for you. Why don't, uh, why don't you suck my cock?" Kid's like, I, I no, sir. I, I don't know about that. And he's like, All right, well, how about uh, how about I suck your dick? The kid's like, no, that's not. I'd, I'd rather not, you know. And and the old man's like, How about I f- I fuck you in your little ass? And the kid's like, Sir, you got it all wrong. I'm not a real welder. <laughs> 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 I just found this mask. <laughs> I was just playing around yeah, on the street, yeah. man. You <laughs> you look a lot like Norm Macdonald. <laughs> yeah that is a norm mcdonald joke by the way is it yeah i stole it from him i'm a thief yeah but he has his jokes are fucking fire oh they are funny i like telling them all the time i just steal other people's jokes and tell them i'm just kind of a well it's hardly theft when it's norm mcdonald well he's dead so but yeah but No, it is theft. it (laughs) It is theft it's just but if you put your own spin on it it's a little less theft so yeah i know you're not really plus i'm pretty sure that's not his joke either like, he probably heard that somewhere too and thought that was funny. Expanded so he on it. Probably went on like a seven minute bender of like. No, no, no. His joke is. Creepy White Men or some shit. No, that's about that long, but he probably heard that one somewhere else too. Yeah. What are you doing, man? I'm opening a wine bottle. Oh, my God. Are, what? We, getting, are we getting drunk tonight? Jesus. Wait, you don't have to drink any gum. Well, yeah, but if you open it and you just. You're the one who keeps filling up my cup. Quit doing that. No, I did once. Okay, fine. Jesus. Chill out. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. There, so today th- I, there was some news. Some news came across my feed. Um, I've talked about the the rock band from Toronto, the Sadies, before. They're pretty sweet. Right? Yeah. Were you showing me a post yesterday or a day before maybe on them? Uh, no. I don't think so.
2: Uh,
0: I thought you were. Anyway, carry on. Um, no. So this morning they posted on everything that, uh, so their front man and lead singer and uh brother to, <coughs> there's like two brothers who are in that band. Yeah. The front man, uh, Dallas Good. Uh, he passed away actually here yesterday, I think. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. It's great. He's 48. He's really not that old. What from? Uh, some sort of coronary thing. I think he had some kind of a heart attack slash stroke. Hmm. Um, It just fucking killed him. Rest easy. Yeah. No, so that sucks. I mean, I like really like their shit, and I think they were probably working on coming out with another album here in the, in the next year. They came out with a single, so I think they probably have a bunch of. <clears throat> what kind of? Uh, they were on tour too. They were, um, they were doing shows, wow. all across North America again. Hmm. What kind of sound were they? Like, well, I could, I, I'll pull, you know what? I'll just pull some of their shit up. Yeah, do. Yeah. Did they have like a. I don't know. Well, I've described it before as like surf rock mixed with punk mixed with country western. Like it's... Oh, so it's all over the place. It's neat. No, it's good. You'll like it. All right. All right. You uh, piqued my interest. Um, Let's go to... So here's their latest song that came out. It's this... Uh, it's a song called Message to Belial. <laughs> That a nice sound.
2: Kinda has that Santana
0: vibe a little bit. Eh, uh, not really, no. Well, I disagree. It doesn't sound like Santana at all. Santana is like Latin music. No, but it has the vibe. No, it... I like this. What do you think, Dylan? It's
2: pretty, pretty good. Pretty yeah, chill. It's not bad. Pretty chill. Rise, rise anyway, I don't
0: know if I'm legally allowed to play the entire thing, So, are, well are they going to cut our pay? Yeah, no. Exactly. Good point. <laughs> I'll listen to the old bitch. <laughs> we own nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: this guy's are really cool, too. I saw him live. Their bass player plays an upright bass that they have they put a uh, uh, a pickup into that's cool yeah it's fucking cool like a big like a stand up upright bass what's that called upright bass oh okay Yeah, I like that shit a lot. Yeah. That's nice.
1: It's not bad at all.
0: Shit, now I feel like a radio DJ. You know, I've always wondered if we could kind of do a little radio DJ kind of episode, you know? Yeah. Just have like, we start off with our two minutes of bullshit. All right, everybody, now we're going to slow things down a little with a little... LL Cool J. (laughs) (laughs) Slow things down to a little, uh, mashuga bleed. (laughs) (laughs) With a little respect from Aretha Franklin, the queen. Mm. Mm. You know, something like that. And then, you know, you could, it'd be a lot easier to make an hour. I mean, let's be honest, Gump, we can make an hour, no problem. You and I. Uh, by the way, uh, this is episode 51, Dylan.
1: Seems like a fairly arbitrary number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> why is why is, like Area 51 or? No.
1: So, your last one was 50. Yeah. That's, and
0: and pretty much me and Gum just yelled at each other for 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, it was like an
1: hour I a I Yeah, I did listen to about half of it. I got halfway through. Yeah, you we couldn't were, take it no more? No, I listened to something else. <laughs> Fair enough. It's good to take breaks. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can't listen to it all in one city. Can't
0: listen to two guys talking about balls forever. Two guys fucking. <laughs> 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 yeah, what's that? That's uh, that's Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, that's Adam Sandler, and uh, the guy on the street quiz. Right? Yeah, what's his name? Barry sex, sex or weightlifting was the title of that track. <laughs> can
1: you actually, guy on Can the you, street, you? Like Billy on the street. Yeah, Billy the, Eichner
0: Same thing, but uh, Adam Sandler just did a, he did a cassette or a a CD of just like bits. And his bit was, uh, uh, my name's Barry Barry Lincoln. Barry Lincoln. With the man on the street quiz. And I'm going to, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll tell you what I did here, folks. I went around the country and I recorded people having sex. I just stood outside their window and they would just wail away on each other, man. They would really go to town and I would sit there with my tape recorder and record it. And then I'd go to the gym and record people working out. So now I'm going to play one of the two tapes. And people have to guess whether they're listening to people having sex or working out in a gym. Here's a gentleman. So I'll tell you what I did, man. Gump, you got to fucking play it. Uh, I don't think we got it. Why not? Well, I just don't think that's uh, appropriate you just did like half of it no i'm just giving the idea i'm not gonna play the whole fucking seven minute <laughs> yeah, thing but it's hilarious when you hear people yeah well they can listen to it on their own but it's like we shouldn't just rip fucking adam sandler his entire comedy comedic career and put all it on right, our show all right
1: all right fair enough folks feel free to uh look that up at your own leisure <laughs> yeah it's hilarious guy on the guy on the street quiz right
0: yeah. No, it's not. It's called. What's the bit called? Sex then? or weightlifting. That's what <coughs> it's called? Yes. Okay. I said that before. Just making it clear. That's all. Okay. We're going to fight for another 45 fucking minutes. Hope right? you folks are ready. We're <laughs> doing bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> yeah. We did actually talk about doing that, just having for an episode. No, no, where no. That was going to be you and Eddie. Oh, yeah. Me and Ed were going to no, box no, or something. Y- you know how a fight between me and you would go. Yeah, I'd win. <laughs> no, I'd kill you. Oh, yes, get, I
1: would. It would end in smooches,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little hug <hugging> and kiss. <laughs> Make love, not war. <laughs> no, if, if it came down to bare knuckle gum and just like we actually had to fight. Yeah, no, I'd I'd kill you. No, but you're yeah, you, you got more muscle than me, but you're a pussy. You can't handle pain. No, if I if I get to the point like where I actually want to punch you in the face. Oh, yeah, but you can't handle pain. That's the point I'm trying to make. No, oh, I wouldn't have to deal with pain because I'd be currently smashing your face into the concrete. Yeah, but then I'd get up, and then I'd do the same to you. And I you don't be able know. To take I'm it. not sure if you would get up, Gump. I think I would. No, I I would make sure that you wouldn't. Oh, why, if why it would you got kill to your me? own brother? Well, I wouldn't kill you. Oh, you just smash my head into the concrete? Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> I can. Well, this isn't, that's not a good justification. <laughs> well, what more do I need? I'm just saying if it ever came to that Gump. Why would it come to that it won't. Well, I'm good. just saying. Why, ab- he, this, I'm, I'm fucking scared now. He's like, in a hypothetical situation where I could, I would kill you. <laughs> this is an
1: intense hypothetical. <laughs> Aubrey, just... what? Have you been thinking about this for a while?
0: No, no. no I'm thinking about it right now. Why? <laughs> what do <did> I do?
1: <laughs> Aubrey's seen red. Is <laughs> anybody else hard
0: right
2: now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoop, popping a bone. <clears throat> all I'm saying, Gump, is don't sleep on me. That's all I'm oh, saying. well. Why would I sleep on you? I have my own bed. <laughs> Actually, Let's you do sl- you sleep over me. Uh, I guess. Directly above you on the floor above. <laughs> it's kind of gay when you think about it. <laughs> I can hear a lot of lotion hey, slapping yo, sleep around under down another there.
1: another man. Kind of gay.
0: It's a little sus. <laughs> I hear a lot of lotion slapping around there. <laughs> no, you don't. Sure I do. A dry tug bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Lotion's overrated. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I'm <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Nobody's like, oh, oh no, I'm out of lotion. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do without. It's all right. No. No no. decent man uses any sort of lubrication. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> why do you think... Why do you think pussies are... Like, why they got... No, no, no. I'm talking there. about jack. Um, jacking your shit. Masturbation. Mm-hmm. It's overrated. It's just like now you get... A point zero 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 one percent better experience for like a fucking greased up hand and wiener is overrated. <laughs> it's fucking overrated. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. It goes away after a while. It get, it gets absorbed. <laughs> Not important. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're off we're off uh, we're off track
2: here. We're off, <laughs> off track You're here. You're gonna fight Eddie. Yeah. I was, <laughs> we were telling. Ta- <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm gonna. I'm. I was gonna invite Ed Edward Friesen on the podcast. Edward, love you, bud. And uh, we were just gonna bare knuckle box the whole time. That was my idea. It was that idea was also scrapped almost immediately. But I thought it'd be kind of funny, just have like a bare knuckle boxing match right <coughs> here in the studio. See, let's go back to me killing you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay, okay. So in a in a in a fight with you and Eddie, you have a serious advantage because of your determination. Yep. Wouldn't you say? Yes. You're an unbelievably determined man. Yes. And that's that's why I think you would win mm. between you and Eddie. Yet I, I know your determination, Gump. Mm. I understand it. I know perhaps even where the end of it is. And I think I could push you far enough for you to quit. What? Well, okay. <laughs> because I have the advantage of being your brother. All right. That's good. That's all I'm um, saying. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. really interested in talking about this. It's <laughs> so kind of fucking weird, if you ask me. Oh, I don't think it's weird. I just think it's an interesting... Uh, I don't think it really is. I think it's an interesting thought uh, to have. No, I don't really want to talk about, you know, you crushing my head into the concrete. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. All right. Respectfully, I wouldn't bash your head this off the
1: Warfare is purely psychological. Yeah
0: i'm having i'm currently fighting you right now gump and i think i'm winning (laughs) yeah 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 you better be careful about drinking the milk tomorrow buddy that's psychological warfare (laughs) oh yeah you better be careful because i'll be drinking that milk bitch
1: who coomed in the milk (laughs) it was
0: i (laughs) imagine oh you jerked off in the milk so did i proceeds to drink all the milk Jesus Christ <laughs> What kind of psychopath <laughs> <laughs> oh, that That's gross Alright <laughs> I'm sorry Yum I love you I would never fight you I love you too You gotta chill out I am chill I'm more chill than you no, I don't think you are <laughs> oh, I appreciate that <laughs> I don't think you are chill I think you're subtly angry at everything yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> things just boiling under the I surface. Mean, hey, it's rage. It's natural for uh, for things to anger people. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to just be like Dylan over here, fucking Zen master. Oh, no, things make him angry too, like getting rocks thrown at, it, at him at a bar or something. Yeah, like. that does piss him off. You wouldn't it. like me when I'm angry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck.
0: Do you turn green and shit? You rip your pants off or your shirt off and leave it your turns pants it incredibly hard <laughs> <laughs> the incredible
1: bulk <laughs> strikes fear in the heart yeah he's a fighter You're, you like you like a good bar I wouldn't fight, even right? say that I've been in two fights, and there were barely even fights,
2: yeah
0: because you just ended him right there or? mm-hmm you did get the shit More kicked out of you and got your chain ripped off your neck that one time. Right?
1: No, I didn't get the shit kicked out well, of
0: you. Well your shirt got all ripped up and
1: that yeah, I lost a shirt. I didn't even get punched in that one.
0: Oh, okay. You just someone was grabbing. That's you, even worse. Your shirt off. I wish I would have it wasn't. Yeah, they a didn't good even shirt? punch
1: me, they grabbed me.
0: <laughs> Bullshit. A bunch of gremlins. They just grab you, ripped your awesome. shirt off like a bunch of like a bunch of unclothed Ethiopians looking at the, <laughs> their first piece of cotton in three hundred years.
1: It was absurd. <laughs>
0: cut that part out
2: gump Why?
1: <laughs> you'll cut that shit <laughs> <laughs> oh that was beautiful oh that's a good thank you is there a feature where you can beep stuff out uh there is a
0: beep button but it doesn't actually like stop the microphones it just uh-huh. adds the beep sound over top so you'll just be saying the n-word and then there's just a beep sound in the background Oh, well, is that could do you have to set that as one of your buttons yeah oh okay but they're full of uh Far more important things. Oh yes, hundred percent.
1: Like uh, no, nah, it's okay. Well, but that, but please. I wanted you to hit the that anti-Semitic. One. No, thing. no, 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 no. Uh, fart noise should, number yes. seven. <laughs>
0: uh. Mambo number five. <laughs> <laughs> I should just have one that says, "Ladies and gentlemen, mambo number 5 <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is mambo number five. Yeah. Bump 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 bump. Ba-dump. when that song comes in the club, look the buck out. That's Dylan, all I'm saying, Dylan. He puts on his dancing shoes no, when that. Yeah, one you better goes look on. how Dylan and I are ripping up that dance floor. It's about to get lethal out there. <laughs> Little bit of monkey in the
2: sun. I'm finna throw my <laughs> ass in a circle.
0: They're <laughs> <laughs> busting it down sexual style, and they have the like, the gall to say that Dylan isn't goaded with the sauce. <laughs> it's how, the cap. <laughs> <laughs> how dare they? Uh, we're just. We're talking like we understand these uh, these kids' language. Hey, can you search up what uh, goaded with the sauce like <laughs> means? I think it just means like, so go, goat is in like greatest of all greatest time. Greatest of all time. So you're goaded, you got the sauce, meaning you got like that substance that makes you great. Uh, so you're goaded with the sauce. Uh, you got that the makes sauce. Sense. That makes sense. That's just my guess. It could also mean something else completely. Well, that's entirely possible. Because, like, you go to, uh, like, you know, like any sort of Middle Eastern cuisine, you can get, like, goat meat with sauce. Is that... You goated with the sauce. you eating some Middle Eastern uh, shish kebab with lamb on it or something like that. Yeah. or goat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goated with the sauce. But I'm going to go with the first option. <laughs> yeah, I, th- yeah, I think you That can't right. be it. <laughs> I'm just guessing. <laughs> that's too reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> it's far too reasonable of an answer. Hmm. That, that guy was eating... Roast goat with uh, tzatziki sauce on it. <laughs> a little soy sauce on there. Not soy sauce. <laughs> like some kind of garlicky sauce. A garlic aioli. <laughs> <laughs> a garlic a, areola. That's exactly it. What are you doing on your phone, Dylan? Just getting, oh, is he texting bitches? No, 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 no. He's searching up what goat is in the sauce is. Oh, okay. Well, let me know. Aren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's not one to just be... Texting bitches. You know, yeah, he ain't just a Tom Lowen on the show. Yeah, that's right, Tom.
1: <laughs> Texting you.
0: Oh, I have to text my girlfriend. Right. Got well, then get off my podcast. Got please.
1: no bitches. Our podcast. My bad. Nary a
0: hoe. <laughs> you have nary a hoe. Not a hoe for miles. Nary a ho Damn these wenches. Damn you down bad, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you had sex, bud? <laughs>
1: Hardly think that's relevant. (laughs) 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 I'm just curious. Oh, that bad, eh? Let's talk about (laughs) it. Let's talk about it. Let's
0: get it out there in the open. Let's get it out there on the internet. Ladies, Dylan is a single, sexy-looking motherfucker.
1: I'm looking, all right. Goated with the sauce refers to the acronym GOAT, greatest of all time. And with the sauce implies completeness. To be goated with the sauce is to reach nirvana. Okay. Like example song? he's busting it down sexual style he must be goaded with the sauce and that's it but if he's a white boy a quirked up
0: white boy busting it down sexual style he may not necessarily be goaded with the sauce I would, True. Di- I would disagree actually but yeah i mean look at you know i think tucker carlson did a whole uh a whole article on this whole it's dylan <laughs> have you seen this video is it hang on a second actually have you seen you, you've probably seen it eh? I don't know. Pull mm-hmm. it up, mm-hmm. Gump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. A, such a good video. <laughs> it's a Tucker Carlson Donald Trump uh, parody of them talking about some quirked up white boy, boy. Yeah, that's the fucking one. Yeah, quirked <laughs> 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 could, could <you> up. <laughs> Yeah, pause that shit. We're going to crank it up here on the television. Let's say, for the sake of argument... Oh, here's ben Shapiro. ...I'm a quirked-up white boy. And if I was a quirked-up white boy, then theoretically that would also mean that I'm busting it down, sexual style. Now, we understand now that I'm a quirked-up white boy who's busting it down, <laughs> sexual style. Does that in turn automatically mean that I'm now goaded with the sauce? It's true. They don't want you to know that, but it's true. Let's- hmm. Hmm. Hold on, where is that shit? Quirked-up white boy... Ben Shapiro does, does it again. Yeah, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Come on, where's this shit? <laughs> Uncle Benny. Why can't I find that one? Because you got to search up Tucker Carlson. I think. I'm, I, don't uh, don't quote me. But. It's on Instagram anyway. It might be taking <coughs> it. Down. Why white supremacists love Tucker Carlson. That's <laughs> not what I want. You fuckers. Well, I would understand why, yeah. Because he's white. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's not why I'm saying you fuckers. I'm saying it because I can't find the video. Yeah, uh. it, you instantly put Tucker, Car- Tucker Carlson in here. And, uh, yeah. It was on YouTube, like, literally. Here we go, here yes, we go. Yes, yes, yes A yeah.
1: white boy who busts it down sexual style is not necessarily considered goaded with the sauce.
2: That's what I've been saying, Tucker. It's crazy to me that they don't (laughs) think he's goaded with the sauce. You can see him out of the yard right there, actually. He's busting it down sexual style, and they want to say he's not goaded with the sauce. It's really despicable.
0: (laughs) Really despicable. (laughs) Uh, That's great. Oh, fuck.
2: Uh. Oh, yeah.
1: They want to say he's not busting it down sexual style. It's despicable.
0: It, it is. is despicable How could they Yeah <laughs> Anyway how do we set up this fight Between you and Eddie We invite Eddie over Do we call him right now No Damn Eddie bud where you at We're here for a fight
1: Just come over you're fighting
0: <laughs> Yeah bring your gloves bud Dick swinging <laughs> Get Dick's back in town <laughs> Uh. Yeah, <clears throat> some that I was reading that's pretty interesting is the relationship between food prices, overall food prices, and the <laughs> proclivity of a riot or protest to happen. Um, so, for instance, you know, I guess the classic example would be the French Revolution. You know, people stormed the Bastille on July fourteenth, seventeen eighty nine. <coughs> not just because they were revolting against the monarchy's policies, but also because they were starving. They were hungry, right? Um, So this guy, his name is uh, Yanir Bar-Yam of the New England Complex Systems Institute in Cambridge, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, has uh, essentially created a model that can predict the probability of a riot or protest, some sort of revolution happening based on how expensive food is. So as food prices rise, the probability of a, a, let's just say, even a protest is is much higher. Yeah, absolutely. So, and he's he's looked at the Arab Spring, for instance, in the, I guess it'd be the 2010s. uh, You know, uh, that he's essentially said that these were caused by um, uh, exorbitant food prices. That, at least that, I mean, that wasn't the initial cause, like the, the whole story, but that it's a huge aspect of uh, of why the Arab Spring happened. It was because of food prices. Um, it's very interesting. And then it's very interesting to look now at, you know, we look at our convoy, trucker convoy, and these protests going on in Canada. And look, I mean, look at the food prices, for fuck's sake. Ridiculous. It's not hard to question everything. You know, I was in the grocery store yesterday, and there was a, <clears throat> you know how they just have their little... Like styrofoam trays are about eight inches long, yeah, six like inch wide. Two, uh, you know, two no, quarter pound. Um, this wasn't even that. It was one chicken breast sliced up for seven and a half dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, one chicken breast for seven dollars. Yeah, Jesus Christ! I'm like what the fuck? So I bought a package of pepperoni because they seemed to be at about the same price. Yeah. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, pepperoni!" Do we let eat my last pepperoni? That's all I had, bud. Oh, reliable. <laughs> god damn i love pepperoni but seven dollars for one chicken breast yeah insane. it seemed a little fucked but i think they they could get away with, well they are getting away with it just because they sliced it up mm. ready to go for a little stir fry i you know? guess that doesn't necessarily mean it's doesn't, good with the sauce <laughs> exactly it doesn't justify a seven and a half dollar chicken breast it was fucked <laughs> yeah that i is mean fucked. here in the small towns prices of food will always be a little bit higher i understand that and i like to support my local grocery stores, but a little ridiculous. mm, in My opinion. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I mean, what can you do? They got to, I mean, they're getting stuff, you know, their, their stock is expensive. You know, they got to do their 20% markup on anything. And that's what the price is. That's just how it is, I guess. I guess. But like, why, I mean, why is there, <clears throat> you go to superstore and it's expensive too. It's not like it's much cheaper than up here, but still it's getting very expensive. It was, uh, it used to be 11 bucks for six. No, 11 bucks at Walmart for seven chicken breasts. They had like a sweet deal. It was 11 bucks. Now it's 11 bucks for four. So like half. I like guess chicken prices have rose by 50%. So it's <coughs> no wonder that you're seeing revolts and protests and, and overall public discontent in Canada because mm-hmm. fuck, we can barely afford to eat. Well, the cost of living, it, everything's going up. You're... Electricity, your gas, your food. It's fucked. Yeah. It's
2: ridiculous.
0: <sighs> Redonkulous. It's fucked up. Shit's all fucked up. Fucked
1: up. Sad. Society.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying. Goddamn society. Society. You know, we live in a society. It's not about the money. It's about the message. <laughs> Wrongo. Fuck this. I'm jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See so you. You going? Yeah, I'm leaving. Right now? <laughs> Slonking. to go jerk off? No, I'm doing it right now. Right in this here studio. No, that's not a lie. The camera has it on camera. You're <laughs> drinking wine. <laughs> you're not doing it. The camera has it on camera. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it does, yeah. Well, I don't have it on camera. That's the camera doing the job. We kind of do have it on camera i don't have it on camera the camera has it on its camera okay gump here's a thought-provoking thought (laughs) question (laughs) does the camera have it on camera or do you have it on camera because if it's on the camera the video doesn't mean anything until you do something with it well you know what they say does the pope shit in his hat
1: are you jerking it or not (laughs)
0: When Dylan is, still con- <laughs> Dylan is still concerned, we need to know. Are you goaded with the sauce? This is this is great. <laughs> this is good quality stuff here, folks. It's Friday. We're a little. You know, we work today. It's loose. It's loose. It's Loose. We're relaxed. Loose, you're just talking shit. Couple of dudes.
1: Last episode was pretty <laughs> intense, from what I hear. So <laughs> keep it loose. That's right. Relaxed. Mm. No fight. No yelling. Except for that bit earlier when Aubrey wanted to kill Gump, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't want to kill him. I just, I'm just saying. He just said that in the hypothetical situation when he would want to kill me, that no, uh, he, that he would hey be look, able to do it and go through with it.
1: Look, we're talking about it again.
0: No, no. Let's let's take a step back, you gentlemen. I do not want to kill Gump. I'm just saying in hypothetical form. If it came to the point where I had to fight Gump, I would win in a fight. That's all I'm saying. And Gump thinks that he would win. Well, yeah. What I'm gonna like. Just take it? No. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> you'd fight back. Yeah, exactly. And I'd win. For I'd a while. fight to win. <laughs> Shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> uh, here we go again. <laughs> this is, all right, this is Dylan's fault. Let's all right, Dylan, we're fight. Okay, okay you know, fight between you and me and Dylan. Hi, not hypothetically, but in like actuality, a, in two seconds from now, like who's going to win? Like a three-way fight? <laughs> Three, no, it's a two-way yeah. fight, us on a team. Oh, against two you. on one. Yeah, two on oh, one. fuck. We're still probably going to get the shit kicked out yeah, of us. Yeah, like <laughs> you would defend us for a bit, but once I get your balls in hand, I'm, <laughs> it's over. It's over for you, Dylan. I'm gonna yeah, grab his nose like like uh, two two in the on three stooges. Top. Once I s- once I spin you around and start eating that ass, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it always ends in smooches.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's all over with. Oh god! No, I'm I'm gonna use my signature three stooges something I'm gonna poke you in the eyes and like grab your nose and shit. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, it's over for you. <laughs> nyuck, nyuck, nyuck. Two on one, it's tough. It's tough. Just the way you like it.
2: <laughs> Who told you that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: all around town, Dylan. <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, it's everywhere. Everyone knows. What's that what's that rapper's name that said that? He's a friend of Jack
1: Harlow's. That oh, bo- I don't a- know if he's a rapper. Is he a rapper? Uh, he might be. I think In it's a- uh Drewski. Drewski, Dressing.
0: something like Drake. That. No, Drake. no, 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 no. Jack, Champagne Poppy, Harlow, Fuck. and why does Toronto just churn out? Yeah, Drewski. You know, li- right. light-skinned dudes who who just uh, can't raise their children. What's that about, huh? Toronto is just the hub for that, is it? It just seems like, I don't know, it seems like every rapper who comes out of Toronto is just like an actual deadbeat. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just because it's kind of a deadbeat town, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, it has, that's a strange town. It's weird. Been like been the there. the cult, you've been there? Have you, have oh you yeah. been to Toronto?
2: Oh yeah. I've yeah, been in the you, airport. <laughs> did
0: you go there with your music class or some shit? Bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Dude, you were in a band? No, 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 no. no. Nah. What did you play? Clarinet? You smoke the pole, you play flute
1: the no. flute skin flute? <laughs> Can't say played the sure. trumpet. <laughs> Fucking
0: dilly trumpet? That's badass, yes. bro. <laughs> you play the trumpet, eh? Yeah. Do you still play trumpet?
1: Uh, not for a while.
0: You wanna play you wanna start a jazz band? What do you play? Drums. Oh, you guitar, f- bass? I could play a little bass probably. <laughs> I just need to get one.
1: The drum guy in a jazz band gets all the pussy. <laughs> it's true.
0: No, that's not true. The trumpet guy gets a lot of pussy.
1: Nah, I haven't played in a while.
0: Yeah. I'll pick her there up. There ain't never been a trumpet guy built like you, though, Dylan. They're all built like Gump, usually. That's the problem. See, <laughs> you're built like a drummer. What the fuck is this, all this hatred being directed? Know. Oh, built that's like me. What's that supposed to mean? Skinny white boy. <laughs> i not skinny. Well, Dylan's thicker than you. Yeah, that's because he's also taller than me. Yeah, it's he's proportional. It. I'm proportional. I'm not fucking skinny. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gump. Yeah,
1: band trip to Toronto. Yeah, so
0: to how did that go? It was
1: <laughs> good. What's uh, that city like?
0: What would you describe the character of that city like? Gump, this was like probably nine or ten years ago. Yeah, but he's, he's a groom boy. He can figure <laughs> it out. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know if I can speak for the character of the city. It was a culture shock mm. for sure. Yeah. Especially since, like, it was a school trip. So you're hanging out at a different high school mm. for a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, so
0: you see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a culture shock, yeah.
1: It's weird going to a different high school around here.
0: Yeah, period, yeah. So then going out there yeah. 3,000 kilometers away. yeah, like, even you know, lending kids going to Troshy or some shit. It's like, man, these kids are retarded. <laughs> I remember thinking like that it was, clearly.
1: Like it was a high school. It had uniforms. But, and we, like, we roll in there. We're like plaid. Me, me in high school. With my jeans. Yeah. In Wranglers. And my, my fire Aeropostale <laughs> t-shirt.
0: Bro, did you have the Aeropostale t-shirt, t-shirt with, like, the raised letter in Yes. <laughs>
1: I had that te- black. I have one of, I of those. I had a black. I don't think I had a black. When I had several colors,
0: they were multicolor. Yeah, yeah. Very nice pastels. Yeah, I had a few of those t-shirts. apostle was it yeah. back in the day. I remember seeing those. Sh- I I found my apostle shirt here not too long ago, and I was like, "Why did I wear this?" <laughs> it's a little cringe looking at it now. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs>
1: Imagine you die and go to heaven, and God is wearing an Air Apostle hoodie.
0: <laughs> he's goaded up. <laughs> Do you think Aristotle would wear Air Apostle? Yes. You think he is up in heaven? Mm. uh He's not in heaven. He's a he's a he's a pagan, so he's definitely burning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in between his orgies, he might wear an Air Apostle sweater. That's true. So you show up. You're wearing your your essentially a. Uh, a country boy look or at least a, a more suburban type of look sure yeah and so what did how'd that go it
1: was just weird like we didn't interact with like the other students all a lot mm. it was mainly just the other band ah cuz it was an exchange right so we did
0: so their band came here mm-hmm. and you went there mhm sweet so it was kind of like a yeah like You just got together with other bands, or was it like a a battle of the bands? It was a program.
1: No, it's like...
0: More of a program, school program. Yeah.
1: And it wasn't like, it was, you just link up and you play together. Mm. You're two become one. Mm. Just a real... Nice. Real positive experience. Nice. Mm. (laughs) It's horse shit. I hated it. (laughs) Blowing trumpets and shit. No, it's... It was cool. Toronto, though. Weird. Yeah.
0: Like just they they have like their own language there almost.
2: Oh, yeah. I've, I've met seen, people
0: uh, from from you know Greater Toronto area and into like Southern Ontario, and yeah. they they have their own fucking language. Yeah, everything. Every second word is bruv, and every third word is fam. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, we what use the fuck. Fam? Does that mean? No, they would have. When I was there, there was some other word. I can't. What was it? Something about. Uh, well, search up uh, Toronto slang. See okay, if something yeah. comes up.
1: Because it wasn't, I guess it wasn't true Toronto. It was Thornhill where we were. Uh, but yeah. still in the GTA. Just, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So
0: you got Huli, kazo Fam, Waste, Ute, Ting. Oh, yeah. Da Ting. Yeah. yeah Reach. Ting. Ni- Nizet. Nizet. What the fuck does uh, it mean? I have no idea. Cause ting is just like thing, but yeah, but it's that's a, that's gotta be a Jamaican thing. Like that's not, yeah. Hey I mean, the ting man. Like that's that's a accent thing. Like that's not. Wagwan, that's Jamaican. Wagwan is Jamaican. They must have quite a few Jamaicans well, it's there. Or a, what? It's a huge city. I mean, it's like it's six a, million a people. Big, so uh, melting pot. Oh, there's all kinds of cultures there, man. Interesting. Bear man. Yeah, man's bear man's. Yeah, man's tings. What's a siat, siati, k- siati? Ladies, if someone lovingly calls you this, don't take it as a compliment. It means you think, they think you're loud and obnoxious. No, 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 that's, isn't that... catty Isn't that, no, no, no. Siati? How do you say that? Is that shoddy? That's not shoddy. No, I know nah. there's not an S, but like they say that a lot. That's not shoddy. Like I thought that's it weird. would be spelt the same way. No, shoddy is it. like, that means shorty in... Yeah, yeah. African-American vernacular English.
1: That's S-H-A-W-T-Y. No, it's spelled totally
0: different. Cheese, Cheesed is, that's a little more universal, but maybe, I don't know if it originated there. Sweeter man. So if you're a sweeter man, you're hot. So moss, if you're always stressed out, maybe you should just relax, a.k.a. moss. Ute. If you're, oh, that's ute again. This is mostly just... This is just Jamaican slang. Ute meaning youth. Wagwan meaning what's up. That's Jamaican. Marved nothing like a midnight McDonald's run when you're marved. <laughs> if you're starving, this is the word. Oh, because starving, starving like starving marvin. marvin. Starving Marvin. You're marved. marved. You know what that makes sense. I like that. I like that. I might mix that in with my vocabulary just a little bit. And if I do reach if anybody catches me using the term marved you have permission to call me a fag
1: very open-minded of you thank you (laughs) yeah
0: interesting yeah there was another one that i I can't remember of it now but it was just really strange like they have all their own slang and shit it's like yeah it's like a whole different well it's like just as i thought i've always thought that like anybody from toronto thought they revolved around the world yeah well Just judging by their fucking slang, they think they're their own world. Yeah, yeah, they're claiming Jamaican slang to be their own. Like a bunch of pricks. (laughs) Wagwan, yeah, that's 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 uh, Toronto. Yeah, that's a Toronto slang. Suck my dick. Fucking go to Jamaica, man. Speaking of which, (laughs) I'd love to go to Jamaica.
1: Oh yeah, I've been there.
0: You been? Hey, how was it? I loved it. it. Did you do a little of this? No. Yeah. Some of that. I was
1: oh. 12. Uh, <laughs>
0: I think <clears throat> that's Think That's too 12? old. That's too old to be smoking weed. Hey, I heard uh the Jamaicans have a bobsled team in the Olympics. Well, oh, you heard it? Well, not like this year, like right now. Again. And they're eh? doing well. Brother, oh, that's shit. a movie. Uh, I thought you were talking like, <laughs> no, like no, back in 84. No, no, I'm not being a fucking asshole. I'm serious, <laughs> like right now. <laughs> like right
1: I took, now. I took that as like why do uh, you <laughs> I was I was uh, just. I, was, I thought you were just I was sucking sucking pulling your mate. balls, mate.
0: <laughs> I get you now, but I was mostly being hard on Gump, like he was like I'm feeding feeding yeah, him feeding them some line bullshit. Shit. No, like I
2: right I've heard now. that
1: too, that they do have one,
0: and I heard they're doing fairly well. Like they were in 2022. Like, uh, what's their standings right now? Do they have gold? First, yeah. So Jamaica has its first four man bobsled team in 24 years at the 22 Olympics, Raining gold medalist in this man, uh A guy named Franz. Or Ice Kaiser, depending on your preference, <laughs> just defended his two-man bobsled title earlier this week. So, how are they doing? How, Can you give it like uh, uh, rankings or search up Jamaican bobsled? Uh, fuck, I don't know medals. Um, they're okay, so it's the first time they're back in twenty-four years, but they're not. How are they doing? I thought they have no idea. They're probably not doing the greatest. Because uh, didn't they do pretty good in uh, like twenty four years ago? No, I don't think they 98? did. I think they did. I think they did dog shit. No, is it? Was, uh, is that 80, true? The eighty eight Olympics or eighty four no. Olympics or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, when was that movie set? What was that movie called? It was the Calgary Olympics? It was Calgary, so eighty eight. Eighty eight. Yeah. yeah eighty eight. Exactly. Same. That was the same year they had Eddie the Eagle. Yeah. That was just an iconic Olympics. <coughs> that one. And I'm glad it was in Calgary. Yeah. So, this was a couple days ago. Yeah, captured the hearts and minds of Calgary in 88. Here he is, smiling (laughs) away. Oh, yeah. Hi, as a motherfucker. Okay, so, what's going on here? Blah, blah, blah. They have nothing over. I don't know if they've competed yet, so. Hmm. It has nothing about how they're doing. If it was news that they got gold or something, it would be everywhere because that'd be hilarious. Yeah, that would be funny because they don't even have anywhere to like properly train in Jamaica, do they? I have no idea. Probably not. Well, at least in 88, they didn't because weren't they like, didn't the movie depict them like training in a bathtub or some shit? Or am I just making this up? Yeah, well. No, that part's right. That they trained there and then they trained in in Canada for a while, I think. They did as much as they could before they came here, but they didn't have much time to train in Canada. I think they did like a few runs. Hmm. I don't know. How did they actually do in 88? Did well, they, I'm uh, searching that up right now. How how did how did the Jamaican bobsled team do in oh, 1988? I don't, I don't think very well. <laughs> I'm going to guess moved up to second 22nd place. Uh um, and then on, the, uh, then we're in thirty first place on their third run, and finished only one place higher in thirtieth place during the fourth and final run. 30th. The overall duo finished in thirtieth place out of forty one teams. Are you kidding? They beat eleven teams. Nice. That's pretty good. Okay, can you get? Can you pull up like all forty one teams? Like who the fuck did they beat? <laughs> like Congo. if they, if they beat like, oh, I don't know Finland, that would be hilarious. I don't think they did. Ahead of the New Zealand team. (laughs) That's sad. Portugal, U.S. Virgin Islands, Mexico. I bet the New Zealand... Well, that's not exactly... Yeah, but I bet the New Zealand team was all on ether or something. (laughs) 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 Why were they on ether? Oh, New Zealand, they love drugs. Well, I'm sure of it. I just picked ethers off the top of my head. Move on, move on. Okay. (laughs) They can't all be winners.
1: yeah, keep going down.
0: Oh. So, yeah, they ranked... Dudley Stokes, <laughs> hell yeah! I not Dudley Stokes is a Jamaican bobsledder and bobsled coach. Fuck yeah, that's a hell of a name. Yeah. Well, people thought that was good, so they turned it into a movie called Cool Runnings. Everyone search up Cool Runnings. Good, good picture. It's got uh, John Candy. Uh, last movie released during his lifetime. Really, that was John Candy's last movie. No. It was the last movie released during his lifetime. He was filming um, Wagons East when he died. So it, would this have been his that Wagons East*? his second yeah. last movie then? Or would he have a couple uh, movies? I don't time? know if there was any in... No, no. This would have been like his second... Uh, this is, would have been his second last movie because Wagons East came out in 94 and this was 93. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think. Hmm. But hold on. Well, you could see. Maybe there was another movie in 93 that came out. Uh, um, Let's see. Later career. Unfinished projects. Okay. So let's see. Candy starred in his first comedic hit in a number of years, The Cool Runnings, 93. Made his directorial debut in 94 in a comedy called Hostage for a Day. His last appearances were in Canadian Bacon in 95 and Wagons East as well. Hmm. Oh, because right, he didn't... Okay, so he starred in Cool Running, so that was his last starring role. Right. And then he was in Canadian Bacon in 95, and Wagons East he was starring in, but he never finished because he died. Oh, okay. Had, a, a, I think, a heart attack. I'm yeah. guessing that man did weigh like 400 pounds. Yeah, he was a big boy. Hefty fella. Honestly, by today's standards, he doesn't even look that fat. No, <laughs> no. He actually, you know, he's just hefty. Yeah. God, he was a fantastic actor. I like this picture that they chose as like his in- the uh, the Wikipedia um, picture that they put on the right side. He looks like Jim Morrison with the when Jim Morrison was in the depths of his LSD years, <laughs> were, like right before he died, yeah. they just railed on railed coke and drank all the time. Yeah, like I, I he cared. looks just like that. There's I'll I'll show you a picture of Jim Morrison with a beard. So for people that are just listening, uh, John Candy is just. Bearded up, long hair wearing dark sunglasses. Yeah. See, it looks just like this. Exactly, yeah. Just fucked up. Yeah. I think that's what happens when uh <laughs> when you're about to die, you just start growing a really big beard and yep. let your hair grow long. Well I think uh Chris Farley was the same right at his
1: end.
0: When did so so John Candy died in ninety seven, you said?
1: No no no, 95. Chris, oh, ninety five. Chris Farley died in ninety seven. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. John Candy died in 94.
0: 94, that's right, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, that's right, 94. And then his movie, Wagons East, came out after he died. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hmm. died in Mexico, Durango, Mexico. (laughs) That's the dream, baby. That is the dream. That's the way to go. Die in Mexico. Oh, yeah, Chris Farley (coughs) died, yeah, 97, that's right. Damn, his birthday was just a couple days ago, Chris Farley. February 15th. Shit. Good Cheers game. to Chris Farley. God damn, Dylan. he he'd drink wine faster than I anticipated. anticipated. Sounds like a little adult grape juice, yeah, eh, Dilly? Yeah. More gump? No, I'm good, actually. It's hitting so, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have some. I'll have a little wine. Okay. I'll be gonna have a little wine. As a treat. Yeah. As a treat. Well. <sighs> Chris Farley. Interesting, eh? So, uh, oh yeah, I wanted to talk to you guys about some cool shit I've been reading about. I was telling you about this guy yesterday, Mad Jack Churchill. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure... Yeah,
1: yeah, the guy with the fucking think, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah.
0: I think uh, Sean, he knows about this guy for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of like history people know this fucking guy. So, during World War II, this fella, an officer, um, he decided to... Not carry any modern weaponry with him or anything. Instead, he carried a longbow, bagpipes, and a Scottish broadsword. <laughs> and, uh, he, he was nicknamed fighting Jack Churchill or mad Jack Churchill. And he was also known for this model or this model, this motto. Any officer who goes into action without his sword is improperly dressed. <laughs> <laughs> so when he charged the beaches of Normandy, he had his fucking sword. There's a picture of him here, like training guys, um, so there's a training exercise. Here he is, is with his broadsword <laughs> charging. This is just a training exercise, but this is basically what he did every time he landed uh, with his commandos. Yeah. where? Uh, which beach did he land on? Well, he landed in a couple. He was like, he was in the, um, so he was in the commandos. He actually did many different landings. Okay. So in France, in, uh, in uh, 1940, he was actually in the... Uh, the expeditionary force before they got routed out of Dunkirk, um, so he was there and uh, he signaled an attack using his broadsword. Um, and the the story is that he killed a guy with his longbow in action. However, he later said that his his bow had been crushed by a a, a truck later or earlier in that campaign. Mm. But I think I think he did kill somebody with a, a longbow eventually. <laughs> yeah, well, they beat him to death with it, maybe. <laughs> well, he had a, no, he had a sword for that. <laughs> So then he, he landed in Norway in 1941, so he was second in command of the number three commando unit in Operation Archery, a raid on the German garrison at uh, Vegsjui. Vegj- I don't know how to say that, Norway. Vegsjør. Wegsjui. Wegsjui? Norway, on the 27th, 27th of December 1941. As the ramps fell on the first landing craft, he leapt forward from his position, playing March of the Cameron Men on his <laughs> so bagpipes. So he's playing his bagpipes. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake! Before throwing a grenade and charging into battle. For his actions at Dunkirk and, Va- and Vagzoy, Vagsco- Vag- Churchill received the Military Cross and Bar for for uh, for that. So then he landed in Italy. He led as the commanding officer. He led uh, the number two uh, commando unit from their landing site at Catania. In Sicily, with his trademark Scottish broadsword slung around his waist, a longbow and arrows around his neck, and his bagpipes under his arm, which he also did in the landings at Salerno. <laughs> leading Fuck to yeah. Leading Fuck to yeah. commando, Churchill was ordered to capture a German observation post outside the town of Molina, controlling a pass leading down to the Salerno beachhead. With the help of a corporal, he infiltrated the town and captured the post, taking 42 prisoners, including a mortar squad. Churchill led the men and prisoners back down the pass with the wounded being carried on carts pushed by German soldiers, uh, by the prisoners. He commented that it was an image from the Napoleonic Wars. He received a distinguished service order for leading this action at Salerno. Churchill later walked back to the town to retrieve his sword, which he had lost in hand-to-hand combat with the German regiment. On his way there, he encountered a disoriented American patrol mistakenly walking towards enemy lines. When the NCO in command of the patrol refused to turn around, Churchill told him that he was going his own way and that he wouldn't come back for a bloody third time. <laughs> so then he was in Yugoslavia. Um, he led the commandos as part of the Maclean mission in Yugoslavia to support uh, Tito and his partisans on the Adriatic island of Wies. He ordered to raid, He was ordered to raid the German-held island of Brach, Brac- he ordered a motley army of 1,500 partisans and 43 commandos, one troop from 40 and one troop from 40 commando for the raid. The landing was unopposed, uh, but on seeing the gun emplacements from which they later encountered German fire, the partisans decided to defer the attack until the following day. Churchill's bagpipes signaled the remaining commandos to battle, and after being strafed by an RAF Spitfire, Churchill decided to withdraw for the night and relaunch the attack the following morning. <laughs> So that didn't go so good. Uh, I guess he got captured um, after uh, after that business in Yugoslavia. Uh, so he played; he was still playing his bagpipes. So a mortar <laughs> shell killed or wounded everyone but Churchill, who was still playing his bagpipes. Uh, oh, for as fuck's sake! Imagine being in that platoon, injured as fuck. Literally everybody else is injured except for the guy with the fucking bag. Yeah, you gotta sit there while you're bleeding out and dying. Like, god damn it! Why didn't the fucking mortar shell take that asshole out? Yeah, (laughs) can someone turn it off? Somebody shut that fucking thing off! Oh fuck! So, (laughs) oh man. So he's knocked unconscious by grenades and captured, believing that he might be related to Winston Churchill, the German military intelligence had Churchill flown to Berlin for interrogation. Afterwards, he was transferred to a special compound for prominent POWs, including some actual or suspected relatives of Winston Churchill within the grounds of the Sachsenhausen concentration camp. Mm. Uh, in '44, three Royal Air Force officers, survivors of the great escape, and Major Johnny Dodge, escaped Sachsenhausen using a tunnel dug by themselves in secret. Churchill... And Royal Air Force officer Bertram James attempted to walk to the Baltic coast. They were captured near the German coastal city of Rostock, a few kilometers from the sea. Gump, when it said uh survivors of the great escape. Yeah, like the you know the like movie, the movie with that? Clint Eastwood. No, it's not Clint Eastwood. No, no, no. It's um, I think- okay, what movie am I thinking it's, of? It's uh, Steve, Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen, my bad. Um, bad. Some other guys in there. What's the other uh, uh there's a, there's some big names in that one. Anyway, so, which is interesting because that movie got super Americanized. The Great Escape itself was actually, it was uh, British officers and uh, Canadian officers. There were, I don't know if there was actually any Americans involved. There might have been a couple, but it was mostly British and Canadian officers. And then in the movie, they like, <clears throat> they invented Steve McQueen's character. And, <coughs> you know, they, they really Hollywooded it up, which is, it's not historical. It was interesting. I love that movie, but it wasn't historical. Anyhow. In uh, late April of 1945, Churchill and about 140 other prominent concentration camp inmates were transferred to Tyrol in Austria, guarded by SS troops. A delegation of pr- prisoners told senior German army officers they feared they would be executed. Because, of course, we're going to the end of the war here, so they're like, uh-oh, these Germans are just going to get rid of us before they lose. A German army unit commanded by Captain w- Wichert... Richard von (laughs) Alvinsblieben, that's a hell of a name, moved in to protect the prisoners. Outnumbered, the SS guards moved out, leaving the prisoners behind. The prisoners were released, and after the departure of the Germans, Churchill walked 150 kilometers to Verona, Italy, where he met an American armored unit. As the Pacific War was still going on, Churchill was sent to Burma where some of the largest land battles against Japan were being fought. By the time Churchill reached India, Hiroshima and Nagasaki had been bombed and the war ended. Churchill was said to be unhappy with the sudden end of the war, saying, if it wasn't for those damn yanks, we could have kept the war going for another 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently he was having a fun time. What a fucking madman. He was in a concentration camp for how long? Year and a half? Yeah, like a year. Jeez. From uh, September 44 to April f- 1945, so... <laughs> Bro, just go home. That's... yeah, oh, man. So then after that, he, he qualified as... He's a parachutist. And th- at this point, he's like... He's born in 1906, so this is... After that, so like 1946, that's, he's 40 years old and decides to be a parachutist. <laughs> he lived till 96? Yeah. Jeez, that guy's older than shit. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck, so then he was an actor... He was also a, a. He also served as an instructor at the Land Air Warfare School in Australia, where he became a passionate devotee of the surfboard. <laughs> back in Britain, he was the first man to ride the River Severn's five foot tidal bore and designed his own board. During this time back in Britain, he worked at a desk job in the army, and then he retired in fifty nine, <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, oh yeah, so he retired from the army in fifty nine. In retirement, his eccentricity continued. He started train guard he startled train guards and passengers by throwing his briefcase out of the train window each day on the ride home. Just throwing his briefcase out the window just to <laughs> fuck with him. He later explained that he was tossing his case into his own back garden so he wouldn't have to carry it from the station. He also enjoyed sailing coal fired ships on the Thames and playing with radio controlled <laughs> model warships. So his train would go by his house yeah. and just whip his fucking briefcase right into his, his back, backyard. I don't feel like that's hilarious, but carrying it back from the station, I can just whip it in my own backyard yeah. and walk home. Like you get that, but it's like, you know what to really fuck with the people on this train? Imagine if I just whip my, brief- they don't know my house is right there. So I'm just going to throw my briefcase out of this window every, every day, single every day. fucking <laughs> day. Imagine the people that worked on that train. Oh like, yeah. They don't even know he lives there. And it's like, how many, how much money does this guy spend on briefcases? Yeah, gotta, well, he got doing a little trolling. He was trolling early. Oh yeah. yeah, he he said he startled these train guards here. That's awesome. So he died in, on March eighth, nineteen ninety six, at eighty nine years old in the county of Surrey. Um, yeah, man, it, what a fucking guy, Mad Jack Churchill, They're charging into battle with a fucking broadsword. Like that's insane. Hey, now I'm thinking of like Mad Lads in the Second World War. What was that Canadian guy that single handedly took oh, over um, that uh, uh, that one town? Uh, you know what I'm what's talking his about? his name? Uh, uh, Leo Major. He just went on a f- on a fucking wild binge. Yeah, Leo Major, man. He's a he's a French Canadian. Um, he received the Distinguished Conduct Medal, one of only three soldiers in the British Commonwealth to receive it. Uh, and, uh, he earned, oh, I guess he was in, he was in World War II and Korea, actually. Oh, wow. And they called him the Quebecois Rambo. <laughs> 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 fucking love it. Uh, so yeah, in, um, so in World War II, he was serving with the Regiment de la Chaudière, which landed on the beach of Normandy in 1944. And was this a, okay, it was a, it was a reserve infantry division that was, purely French Canadians, but it was still part hmm. of the Canadian military. Um, so then, during a reconnaissance mission on D-Day, Major, Leo Major captured a German armored vehicle, a half-track, by himself. The vehicle contained German communications equipment and secret codes. Uh, later, days later, during his first encounter with an SS patrol, he killed four soldiers. However, one of them managed to ignite a phosphorus grenade. After the resulting explosion, Major lost an eye but continued to fight. He continued his service as a scout and sniper by insisting he needed only one eye to sight his weapon. According to him, he looked like a pirate. (laughs) So Major single-handedly captured 93 German soldiers during the Battle of the Scheldt in Zeeland in the southern Netherlands. During a reconnaissance while alone, Major found shelter in a house from the rain and the cold. While there, he spotted two German soldiers walking along a dike. He captured the first German and attempted to use him as bait so he could capture the other. The second attempted to use his gun, but Major quickly killed him. (laughs) He went on to capture their commanding officer and forced him to surrender. The German garrison surrendered themselves after three more were shot dead by Major. In a nearby village, SS troops who witnessed German soldiers being escorted by a Canadian soldier shot at their own soldiers, killing seven and injuring some others. Major... Were they thinking that they were Canadian soldiers? No, 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 they saw... They saw um SS troops who witnessed so SS they were fucked. The SS were fucked. Like they would shoot anybody that was basically against um uh what they thought was Nazi party ideology. Right. And when they would see captured German soldiers, they would kill them because oh, it's like, oh well okay. these you know these, these well, are these are wreckers. Well they in, they in, gave in, themselves up, they're fucked. Yeah, but in the SS defense in World War One, the British and did the same thing. Like if you were seen running back into the trench, you were, yeah, yeah, you were court-martialed and ordered to die. Yeah. yeah. So that was, yeah, that's what the SS would do. So, so he killed, so the SS killed seven of their own people. So Major disregarded the enemy fire and kept escorting his prisoners to the Canadian front line. (laughs) Just kept ordering them to go. Major then ordered a passing Canadian tank to fire on the SS troops. He marched (laughs) back to camp with nearly a hundred prisoners. Thus, he was chosen to receive a distinguished conduct medal. He declined the offer to be decorated, however, because according to him, General Montgomery, who was to present him with the award, was incompetent and in no position to be giving out medals. So he refused uh, He refused his medal because he thought General Montgomery was a fucking dick. <laughs> Whether Fair he enough. actually got this nomination and why he wouldn't have received it is not clear. The National Archives only has a record of recommendations for the award. So he may have got it later, but... But at the time, he's like, "No, General Montgomery's a fucking idiot. I don't, I don't want this award." Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'm not getting it from this prick." Fair enough. So yeah, he, he, uh, he basically took over this whole town by himself. Like, that's impressive. That is impressive. Well, it's it's psychological at that point. Oh well, part of it, he would just run around. Yeah. So Major was carrying two st- Sten guns and a sack of grenades. He arrived in the center of his wool at. Uh, "'at about, oh, 100 hours, and found the streets silent and deserted. There, "'Here he spotted a German machine-gun nest, "'which, since the crew was sleeping, he promptly attacked and eliminated. "'He then found a German scout car and forced one of the Germans, "'who he had captured, to drive through the streets "'with lights on and flying a white flag. "'For several hours, Major moved through the streets in this manner, "'shooting at any target he could find, "'making an impression that a large Canadian force had arrived. "'The citizens were awakened but were afraid to come out of their houses. "'By a stroke of luck, Private Major came across the head of the local resistance.' Fritz Keepers, yeah, Fritz Keepers, and three of his men. By now, the Germans appeared to have fled the city in panic. The group, therefore, returned to the town hall, and the resistance fighters brought the citizens out into the streets. The local radio station was used to announce that the town had been liberated. Major was exhausted, but he had to complete his mission by bringing back the body of his comrade, Wilfred Arsenault, to his lines. The resistance fighters arranged for a car to transport the body, uh, they were fired on by um, by those SS people, but he just kept going. So, yeah, that's basically the story. How many, like, if you were to have 12 of these guys, mm. the same guy, how many men would it take to stop that group of guys? Like uh, obviously well, it depends on the tactical situation as well. Like, he was in a very good tactical situation because... If you think about when he did this shit, um, this was April 13th, 1945. Like this is, Germany is hurting at this point. Like it's yeah. clear they are not going to win. Yeah. So I think it was very easy for the Germans there to go, okay, we give up. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they've been hearing stories about what's going on on the Eastern front. So they're pretty happy to be surrendering to uh, Westerners and oh, not the yeah. Soviet Union who is just going to take them and send them to Siberia. Yeah. So they're like, oh, okay, well the, the Canadians are here. Okay. Um, we're going over. Uh, we'll we'll give up, um, which is also partially why the SS was just shooting on, uh, on soldiers like regular Wehrmacht soldiers because, um, they were they were giving up in droves. Right at this point. Hmm. Um. I mean, when like let me th- let me quick Google when the Allies actually got into Germany. Did get into Germany because it was in 1945. But it was March 1945. Oh, okay. So they had already been invading Germany for... Right. Because this was in nine April. Nine days plus 13 days. Right. Which is... Good. Um, I'm not very good at math. That's 22 days. So yeah. they've already been... They've, the the Americans were already in Germany for a month. Yeah. The Russians were already in Germany for quite a while. Yeah. These guys are just... That war is going to end. So yeah. they just gave up. So yeah. tactically, he's in a in a great situation. Like, yeah. I don't think... It gets—it's kind of one of these situations where it was—it was the circumstances that allowed something crazy like this to happen, right? Um, what? This is a stupid question, but what day did Hitler kill himself? Uh, I think it was May thirteenth. I, for some reason, I don't know that. I mean, I know when. I don't know it. Either. I know when Japan. Oh, bombed sorry, thirtieth of thirtieth of April, nineteen forty-five. Oh, okay. And then. Yeah, and then so this um, is yeah, this is not long. The after. official the official piece in Europe was May something, I think. Wait, uh, May second, yeah. May second was was the official piece in Europe. The Stars and Stripe. Oh, this is a front page of the U.S. Armed Forces newspaper, Stars and Stripe, yep. on May second, 1925. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you're you're in Germany, you're fighting the Germans. Yeah. And you finally hear the news. You get this piece of paper, and everyone's just wait like, Hitler is dead. Man, that'd be a hell of a But feeling. imagine a newspaper when, like, Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un dead. I'd be like, nice. Well, yeah, but we're not even at a war with him. <laughs> no, but I think that'd be funny. And then you just see, the next day, it would just be... His, uh, hot, his hot younger ju- sister takes no. over. <laughs> <laughs> next day, you just see Rodman crying. <laughs> Dennis Rodman just fucking balling yeah no I, <laughs> I lost my pen pal <laughs> <laughs> they're not just pen pals you know they hang out
2: yeah
0: fucking what a douchebag i love it honestly i think that's hilarious i have a feeling that dennis rodman is secretly part of the cia <laughs> <laughs> but think about it what better way for the cia to infiltrate kim jong-un's inner circle what better person dennis is, there rodman. A, is there a better person than dennis rodman Oh, that guy could be a double agent for sure. Oh, yeah. But he's also dumb dumb enough that you know, I know he doesn't work for the CIA. Mm, like yeah. he just does crazy enough shit. He used to go on like fucking wild benders when he was playing oh, yeah. basketball. Yeah. Hey, did you ever watch the the Last Dance? I did. Yeah, I good. watched that too. Bro, that's a good fucking documentary. Mm, that's a really good, series, good yeah. documentary. Mm. Like so good I would watch it a third time. Yeah. Yeah, I've only watched it once. I've only watched it once. My i watched it two times. God It's fucking good. I, I liked it. It like, was good. I mean, good. I'm a big Scotty Pippen fan, so that was... I mean, obviously, it's the, it's the Michael Jordan story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Scottie Pippen's in most of it. And without Pippen, Michael Jordan's not really anything. You it's know? super interesting seeing the like the the power struggles and the relationships and all that. All yeah, that behind-the-scenes the shit. All of them were, like, they hated the manager. What was his name? Uh, Jerry... <sighs> that little fucking Jew. Jerry, uh uh ah shit
2: yeah jerry k his name is like
0: chrysler shit the fucking jewious jerry Kroos. that's a Jewish last name yeah jerry Kroos. what a
1: douchebag
0: chicago bulls he was but he he was necessary yeah oh yeah fair enough (laughs) from a jewish family in chicago classic cool it with the anti-semitic <laughs> remarks there it is had <laughs> <laughs> have to use it at some point but yeah and even uh scotty pippen signed signed his contract in his first year when he got t- fucked over on it yeah dude. because he, s- he signed a seven or eight year contract didn't he six yeah I so he couldn't read he was not he allowed could, to read he negotiate. could never re-sign and like he would have been making the same amount of money michael jordan was and he was making what yeah, like, like three hundred thousand dollars. He wasn't making millions a year. Like Mm-mm. wasn't it was less. Mm. Search up what Scottie Pippen's salary was in his first year. Or what he signed for. Like I thought it was like closer to a hundred thousand. Maybe it was more. You could be right. But I thought it was a ridiculously small amount of money.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Mm. Rookie contract paid him $2.83 million over his first four seasons. Yeah, what's that, what's so that divided by four? Uh, that's roughly $750,000 a year. Okay. okay, so he was getting like paid that. more than just... Okay. So, yeah. so he was getting paid more, but um, it was part of a six-year contract that would... But the six-year contract was going to pay him $5 million over six years. Right. Which is like nothing because how, did, how much money did Michael Jordan make? Um, yeah. Yeah, he was only making like 700000 700, a year. Yeah. What he could have been making. So his current net worth is $1.6 billion. <laughs> uh, I'll just say his so first contract. What was his first contract worth? His first contract was $30.1 million. Wow. So Scotty Pippen was making literally 115th uh, the amount of money that. Um, no, 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 no. That's not his first. Uh, no, that's the hot. He topped it in the next year. His last dance. So in year five. Oh, that was just one making year. Thirty point one million. What oh, that's just f- one year. Yeah. What's well, the first year? I don't know. Year What's by his rookie year? Rookie year. Six point three million. That's just one year. Rookie year. Right? Yeah. 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 First years with the Bulls. Okay. Annual salary range from two point five million to four million between ninety and ninety six. So scroll down a little more. There we go. There's the numbers. Okay, so in, in 90 to 91, $2.5 million, but in 95 to 96, $3.85 million. Mm. He, oh, interesting. Why, did, why go up again, Gump? So then they repeated the process for the 97-98 season when the salary cap was roughly $27 million, signed a one-year contract, this time for $33.1 million. It's the highest single-season salary in mm. NBA history until the start of the 2017 season when both LeBron James and Steph Curry made more. Hmm but uh that's a fuck load of money. But yeah, Pippin got fucked. Yeah, no doubt. But I in that documentary they talked about he's like he's like I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to keep doing what I was doing like I, I was nervous of you know getting cut or traded or so he signed. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But if he had just a little more faith in himself, he would have made fucking huge money. I mean, he's well, and and the thing is well though, now, as, like Scotty Pippen on his own is kind of nothing without Jordan. I mean, I know like Jordan is really nothing w- without Pippin, yeah. but, but like I, I think of them as a, as really two sides of the same coin, like without each other, the Chicago bulls would not have been what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And, and Michael Jordan is probably the best of all time, but, but if he didn't have Pippin with the bulls, it would not have been nearly as interesting. It would not have been nearly as uh, impressive of a run. Yeah. So, anyway. Hmm. Well, perhaps we should wrap it up here, boys. We're at about an hour and well, yeah. almost two hours yeah, here. Yeah, so sure. We're gonna run out of camera here soon yeah. enough. So, Dylan. Yo. Yeah. It's always an absolute blessing that you show up here. We appreciate you. You know, we can always just hit you up at a on a Thursday afternoon. Oh, sorry about that. We can always hit you up on a Thursday. Hey, Dylan, you want to come for a Friday pod? You're like, I'm, I'm there. there.
1: You're the best. I do what I can. Happy to help. Happy to be here. And
0: and you're an avid listener. Thank you.
1: It's, yeah, it's my <laughs> pleasure.
0: Man, a few words, but good words for sure. And they count. They uh, count. That's what matters. Yeah. You're, you're a good person, Dylan. We love you. Here at Brothers Radio. Love you, boys. You're a brother to the cool. Brothers Radio. Anyway, much much appreciated. Anyway, <laughs> pull out your fucking dick. Bro. Yeah, right, yeah. go. we're, gonna, we're gonna go play with each other's balls here in a second. Uh, thanks shut for that listening, folks. Off. <laughs> 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 for shutting the, off. the camera off, for shutting <laughs> off the microphones, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be wild here at Brothers Radio. Yep. take care, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Right on.